Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode five, part two. We're going to catch up on a little bit of offensive questions. I have a new segment called the rat's nest that we're going to go over. We also have our listener questions. So the rat's nest. Oh, this is a uh, Joey and Kenneth, by the way. Yep. Still the same guys. <laughs> haven't, haven't swapped in any new uh, co-hosts during the, uh, during the parts of this, of this podcast, but yeah. So the, uh, the rat's nest is going to be a, um, kind of like a, a messy situation that you don't know what to do with. So we're going to talk about crowded backfields this week. And uh, I, I think one that's been a question since J.K. Dobbins got hurt slightly before everyone drafted or during the draft, depending on what you do. Um, I see I see Tyson William. He's claimed the first reps in that offense. He looks just like we talked about last time. He's dynamic. That guy's a lot faster than – Latavius Murray, he keeps his head up, bounces around. Uh, I think he has a little better vision. While Murray, from what I've seen, they put him as the goal line back. He's got several touchdowns already this season. Um, I think they're willing to keep Williams out on the field as well. I, I, what I saw when they were playing was they, they wanted to get this guy his first NFL touchdown, and they would have done it had they not have jumped offside. So, Tyson owners rejoice. I think we, um, I think we're still going to be okay with that. Um, Freeman, he wasn't really involved too much in this, in this game. So I'm, you know, maybe they're going to be easing him in. I'm not worried about him. So Latavius Murray, Tyson, I think they're both startable at this point. Joey, do you have anything to say on that? Um, yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, I, I know Freeman with that TD. I don't know if you have the situation pinned down exactly right that they were just trying to force him to get a touchdown. I think at that situation, he was exactly what they needed. He brought that speed. I mean, he looked good in that one run. But yeah, he didn't come in too often. Um, Tyson's the yeah. guy to own. He's the lead back right now. And I think Murray is just going to come in and be like the goal line touch or, you know, the change of pace back where Tyson needs a break. Yeah. Well, I, I think. Uh... One thing that encouraged me is I saw Tyson Williams, again, he fumbled right on the goal line, and that's going to cost you your job, especially as a young running back. Uh, on the, Later in the game, I saw him, whenever people started tackling, he tucked the, tucked the ball in, used both hands. Uh, I think he sees what, what that can do to a running back that can lose you your job. Uh, but, yeah, you're, um, you, you mentioned here in the notes that um, Devontae Freeman did get the touchdown in, in that game, and – looks like in our, our spreadsheet that was credited to Tyson Williams. So I got that confused there, but so far Devonta Freeman, two attempts, 29 yards. Yeah, he, he's just kind of a bit player whenever both people need a, a break for whatever reason. So that's the, that's the Baltimore backfield. 49ers is the next one. Whoever's healthy. I'm going to start. I, I, I'm going to be comfortable starting them. It looks like they're, they're willing to feed the ball to whoever the lead back is. I think Philly has a good run defense compared to what Atlanta did this week against Tampa Bay, who's supposed to have, you know, the, one of the top running uh, defense, top running defenses in the league. Atlanta's running back still performed quite well. So uh, I think Philly just has a good, good running defense. And, and I expect probably easier competition down the line from the 49ers. So, <sighs> I have no idea who's going to be carrying the ball if Elijah, Elijah Mitchell is, is still going to be their number one, knowing the system and everything. But you, you got to know they're bringing in some some other running backs. It looks like they're looking at 
Duke Johnson and Lamar Miller. I, I mean, I know they're working those guys out. I mean, I don't – I think it's just for depth right now. Um, it, oh, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's all just health dependent. I mean, like, they're, they're in the situation where they need the running back. So, at this point, <laughs> they're bringing in anybody and everybody who still doesn't have a job at this point. Uh, I mean, <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, I, I, right yeah, now – it's if they it, trusted the other guys, they'd have brought them in earlier in the season. You know? Yeah, it's Elijah Mitchell show, and you're just going to write it out. Yeah, I, I say we're safe playing them. Sucks if you spent all your fab on them. <laughs> only if he's only if he's hurt and doesn't play. That's the only way that sucks. I, I'm I'm probably still gonna play him. No, I mean just even then you still expect more from a, a guy that you're like is gonna be the guy. He's gonna be the, the 49ers running back. He's taking over. You're for just jealous, Mostert. honey. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, from him. He, he had a full a full load. He just I think he just played a tough run, run defense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Cardinals, if you have Chase Edmonds, I'm fine putting him in. Hopefully he's more than just a flex, maybe not a terrible RB2. Uh, I, I would not start Connor um, if I did not absolutely have to. If you look at the the games, in, in two games what we have um, data on, James Connor actually out-snaps out or out-rushed um, Chase Edmonds. No, no, no. Let me rephrase that. He out attempted to rush him. So 24 attempts, 79 yards, <laughs> 3.3 average. <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> He'll get there. Come Chase on. Chase Edmonds, uh, between two games, 20 attempts, 109 yards, 5.4 yards. He's clearly the more talented back after two games. He also has nine targets, nine receptions, 72 yards, where James Conner has zero. If you don't have to absolutely start Conner, you're not in a 15 or a 16 team league. I wouldn't be starting him until Chase Edmond goes down or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I said it. Yeah. I said the exact same thing. It's it's really just a health dependent right now. Chase Edmonds is the guy, especially. I mean, we even said this going into the season that Chase Edmonds is going to be your PPR guy. Mm-hmm. He's going to get you extra points in the passing game, and uh, James Conner is going to come in and do that third uh, uh, goal line work. I don't even know. I, I was going to say goal line work, and I don't even know if he really is the goal line the goal line back there. I think. Chase Edmonds still might be the guy. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a 50-50 time split, but Chase Edmonds is the guy that you're, you're starting. Yeah. Uh, Connor, I, I mean, like, I, I obviously. Krista has Chase Edmonds, and every time they get down to the red zone, no, no, why are they putting Connor in? No. Mm. So I, I do think he's he's kind of their, their bruiser, but, you know, neither of them have touchdowns. So I, it, Chase Edmonds has 5.4 yards per carry. I'd be putting him in on the goal line. That offense has been in, incredibly efficient right now. I mean, I know gosh. they have they have oh, Kyler Murray, who's like he's playing <laughs> as if he's the best quarterback in the league right now, which is best crazy fantasy to say. quarterback. Yeah, it's crazy to say. So he's playing super efficient. I mean, I think the wide receivers are just getting hyper targeted. I, I, over a seventeen week season, there's no way that they continue to put up that kind of production. Or Jesus <laughs> Christ, if they do, wow. But I, I think that Chase Edmonds will get his. I mean, he's he's the guy. I mean, start your guy. We got to hope that uh, Seymour just continues to stay unlucky. Doesn't he have Kyler Murray? He just keeps playing the highest scoring team each week. <laughs> I think so. I don't know. He, I don't... he had uh, he had Derrick Henry and lost. So that's got to be a, a real <laughs> kick in the shorts, man. <laughs> it's like, I don't know why, but you're just saying that triggers a memory in my mind. We're uh, <laughs> back in the day when Peyton Manning had his seven touchdown game. You remember that? Like he had like yeah. a 60 or 70, maybe yeah. even 80 I, point I game against you and lost. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> but I, I remember being in another league and I beat the guy who had him and he just like, he about rage quit this season when that no, happened. That was, like, no, that was still me. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joey, same story. <laughs> oh yeah. That was, uh, anyways. Yeah. Well, at Atlanta, I've been, I've been high on Mike Davis just cause I had him last year in, in the wake of McCaffrey injury. And, uh, I'm kind of confused on what to do here. Looking at the two team, uh, two week data, it it it's kind of clear that they're trusting Mike Davis to be the lead back. I mean, he he definitely outsnaps Cordero Patterson. Uh, Mike Davis has 24 attempts to Cordero's 14. He has 87 yards to Cordero Cordero's 65. Uh, but his obviously his efficiency is lower. Cordero Patterson has a rushing and a receiving touchdown. Mike Davis out targets him. Uh, so that all happened leaning, in one game. Leaning on Mike Davis is, is Cordero a better running back? No, you don't think so? No, he's not. I mean, he's classified as a running back, but he's he's a utility guy. He's a wide receiver running back. No. Okay. He yeah. has more. He has more receiving yards. So is, is he more of the third down back? You think? He, he doesn't I, have as many targets, but he has I think this is a, it's a weird situation, man. All of everything you're talking about with Patterson happened basically in the second game. I mean, that's where he got. You're, you're not willing to start either of these players. I think that Mike Davis is the he's the guy that I'm starting as a flex option. I'm hoping that I have better options, but if he's your one and two, if he's your two, then I mean, you're then you're screwed. You have to start him. But I mean, <laughs> Patterson. Yeah, but luckily you'll you'll hopefully have a, a stud tight end to great wide receivers if he's your two yeah i mean at that point you're, you're starting to look for trade options if the, he's your yeah. two you're not winning weeks or i mean shit you better be winning weeks i guess with other well, options you know that you drafted ahead of him you know what the the fact that they're trusting him they played what i think is two good run defenses so far philly and tampa bay um i wonder who they play next week i, I, I need to look ahead steven do you do you know who they're playing next week atlanta give me a second here uh <laughs> Atlanta is playing the Giants. 0-2 Falcons against the 0-2 Giants. The Giants are supposed to have another good defense, but we, we saw a Washington football football team didn't do, you know, there wasn't no offense in that game like everyone ex- was expecting. So maybe we'll get a little more clarity as the season goes on in that backfield. I'm, I'm still a little worried, That's... but, yeah, if I had to choose, I think I agree with Joey looking at just how they trust Mike Davis to give him more attempts. More attempts means more points. They're scheming. They're scheming Cordero Patterson in a certain place. He's going to get yeah. his, but it's not the running. It's not the running back position. On the one, they're not going to go to Cordero Patterson every single time. It's going to be my yeah. guess. Okay. Let's move on to the Jets. Uh, I I am still not in on this, but uh, Michael Carter did have a good game. He's the rookie. Um, he went eleven for fifty nine, zero touchdowns, so efficient running, uh, over five yards at five yards a touch. That's Definitely promising since they were playing the Patriots, which, have, you know, they, they had four interceptions, so they're not going to be pounding the ball on the ground. They're going to have to play catch-up, so they're going to be passing around. That that really didn't pan out for them either. I'm sure it really crippled Zach Wilson's confidence, but big deal. He's on the Jets. He never really had a chance anyways. Yeah. I mean, uh, as far as this backfield goes, I'm not touching it with a 10-foot pole. If you're forcing me to pick a guy, I like Ty Johnson a lot. But Michael Carter, he's the back. It's his job to lose. Ty Johnson's just looked good in the few carries that I've seen him have. 
Um, Michael, Michael Carter's actually looked good as well, though. I watched a couple clips of him today. He sees the hole really well. He's got good burst speed. He, he does yeah. not give up. He does not give up on a run. There was one where they had him two guys on him and his legs just kept moving and he ended up <laughs> he ended up getting that first down that they needed i mean it, again it's the jets so i mean like how many scoring uh, situations so, are they going to be in like these are the situations when it comes to the backs that i look at and yeah you I'm know not, sorry i'm sorry go ahead yeah i'm just not excited for either one of these guys michael carter 15 attempts ty johnson 16 attempts tevin coleman 14 so 14 15 16 65 yards for carter and johnson Hey, Steven, didn't you just trade one of these running backs for somebody recently? I did. I uh, gave up Tevin Coleman. Oh, and, you gave uh, him up. I gave him up. You sacrificed. What a, yeah, that's really hard. How, who did you get for that? Uh, Debo Samuels, I believe. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that seems fair. Cool. Good, yeah, good, like good trade. trade. So this guy's been involved in, like, what, three, four trades, and he, he has literally no idea what he's doing. And Steven invited him. <laughs> Steven invited him into the league. So that's a just uh, go ahead and take that into consideration. I mean I hope he hears what I'm saying because I am offering him trades. <laughs> oh he oh he's listening. He is listening. <laughs> well, maybe he can learn some fantasy advice and not trade with Joey or Steven after listening to this because he, he has thoroughly upset me and I want reparations. <laughs> he got Tom Brady out of me, so no, I, no, I actually, for him, I, I like that trade. I think that was a solid trade for both of you guys. I think Steven trading Tim Coleman was taking advantage of his friend. And what was his other trade? James Conner for uh, Williams. Tavius Murray? Williams? Eh. Yeah, I think the first trade was Conner yeah, for so- Latavius Murray, which, you know. I, nothing yeah, has, nothing has panned out from that, and we're then I think, out of time. yeah, um, the Dallas backfield—not what I'd really call a rat's nest because they've both done well. They, I guess the first they've both done game, good. Yeah, yeah the, you know, your Zeke Zeke had a good game. Uh, Tony Pollard had a really good game. Uh, do you think you can start both of these guys in a in a twelve man league? Uh, yeah, it, I'm, I'm not I'm not excited to do it, but absolutely. I mean, these guys are showing. Look, in the first game, everybody was concerned about whether or not Zeke was still yeah. elite. You know, I mean, he got shut up by Tampa Bay. He was a pass blocker. Um, Great pass blocker, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and now here we are talking about can we start both of them? I, I said it from the beginning. Zeke is the guy. He's not. They're not going to do anything with him, barring any of the health injuries. He's the he's the starting running back. He's the one that's going to get goal line carries. Mm-hmm. Um, every mm-hmm. first and ten, you're going to see Zeke get handed the rock. But they are scheming Pollard in the in this this uh, offensive scheme now. And it, I actually you know, really, I like it a lot, man. I think that it's, it, it bolsters their offense. It, it keeps uh, defenses honest. You know, they can't just stack the box anymore. Pollard really does add a lot to that offense. It, it makes them more dynamic. And I think that this is going to be more of what we see in the future. Like this is their so system too. now. Cow- uh, Cowboys have such a good offense. Kellen Moore, that guy's going to have a new job pretty soon. I think he's pretty loyal to Jerry, but. He just about took a head coaching job at uh, Boise State, I believe. I, they, they didn't want to give him full control, and and good for him for for sticking with the Cowboys. That's not a that's not a bad job to have. What would you would you start uh, Pollard in a ten man? Um, you'd have to be really desperate, but I don't see it uh, a problem with it. You're, He's you're done hoping, but produced so far. <laughs> but you're hoping for a, a boom game. Yeah. He's he's. Yeah. 
he's not in a 10 man league. You drafted better options. You shouldn't need that, that yeah. option. Yeah, you're right. What, what, what was that Cowboys name? He was like in t- Tony uh, Romo's twilight years. He was kind of the third down back. I honestly cannot tell you. Anyways. Well, yeah, this is well, going to take a while to look up. He, he went to U, he went to UNT, so maybe that'll help. But uh, we'll m- move on to the last last situation that I have here, and that's Buffalo. I, I think that's still a rat's nest. They both had really good games, but you're going to have a good game when you're up by 35 points. You're going to be running that clock down, just trying to end it, get out without injuries. Zach Moss had two touchdowns. Zim, he was kind of the goal line back last year, too. Uh, they kind of trade off like, oh, this guy's the lead guy. That guy's the lead guy. Um, he, he was benched week one. So I, if I'm going to have to start somebody in this, which I would prefer not to, Singletary, he looked good still. Um, he, he might end up being a pretty good back just because they're on such a good team. Hopefully they'll be playing from ahead in a lot of games, and I think they will. I – I don't know why. I, I don't know why the you're so hesitant on Singletary. He's the guy. He got 13 you carries. You're hesitant before this week. I don't like Singletary. This doesn't change my opinion one bit. They played against Miami. I think Miami's way overhyped. Way they're, in my opinion, they haven't shown me anything to to deserve any of the hype that they got. But Singletary, we know who he is. He's just it just so happened that they got into a game script where they were super ahead and they just got dumped off. Or they just got the they just got the rock a lot more often than they would, and they were on the goal line a lot, man. Like yeah, Sing- Singletary's fumbled three times. He has twenty four f- attempts for one hundred fifty four yards. That's six point four yards a carry and a touchdown. Eight targets, five receptions for only seventeen. Hadn't done much in the past game, but yeah, I mean the stat the numbers don't lie. Twenty four attempts for one hundred fifty four yards. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why I'm why I'm out on him. I think I think solid. Out of out of the two, I like the playability of Zach Moss more than I like. Um, Do you really? I, I think so. Yeah, he's I think just, I, I would prefer to have Devin Singletary out out of the two. I think he's the stronger back. Zach Moss is the stronger back, and when push comes yeah. to shove, he's the one that like I have no professional football player, expected, but I don't want to. I expected Matt Burita to come out and just take this job the way he was uh, in San Francisco. Well, you'd be wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Well, Zach Moss is the one I like more, but Singletary is the guy. He's the one getting the carries. So yeah, you start numbers, him. guys. That's 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 my shtick. Numbers don't lie. That's our hard hitting advice. Our <laughs> <laughs> the numbers. No, the numbers. The numbers are great. <laughs> uh, go ahead, man. Yeah. So we got listener questions now. Uh, Kenny's wife has this one, so we're gonna go ahead and let him take it. Sure. Uh, she was asking, do I start my studs regardless of the defense they're playing again? And to preface this, um, I would call a stud like a top four round guys. That means RB1, RB2, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, or one of the top tight ends. Um, and, I, you know, the first game of the year, you don't know what you're walking into. So I, I'm not going to bench someone based off a tough defense from last year. Um, so... You know, it, it's just so early in this season, but but I, I think down the line, absolutely, you got to look at what you have. Two years ago, I know last year Devontae Adams was the number one wide receiver. The year before, I, you know, he was he was kind of hurt. He never really had the big blow up. Hey, I think he had one or two blow up games. But I remember I drafted him, and I was like, hey, you know what? I, he's a solid wide receiver. One, I think even the year before that, he was like top three. 
And I finally drafted him. I'm like, yes, I get to have Devontae Adams. And he just wasn't good. I ended up actually just trading him straight up for Amari Cooper. And in the end, I won that trade. But he was one of those hungry. You have to look at what you have. And if he's playing against, you know, Josh Norman in his prime or uh, Jalen Ramsey, if he's not having a good year, he's not having a good year. You got you, you got to look somewhere else. So it, it, it really depends on what defense they're playing. But it, this early in the season, I'm willing to give my my top four guys, my studs, um, more than more than one chance. I'll probably give them three to four before I really say, all right, I need to I need to reevaluate things, and um, you know, I, I don't need to be fooled by the name here. So J- Joey mentioned earlier that he's mentioned Ceh. He has shown me enough from last year. I, he hurt me last year, and he he hasn't. He's shown that he can't punch it in. I, I kind of blame the offensive line a lot of times. He's getting hit in the backfield on goal line carries, but you know, at some, at some point, you got to use your speed to get away. And and I don't think he has the speed. So I agree with Joey in that decision. But a, a lot depends on your depth as well. It, if you have a team that's playing a weak defense like Atlanta, or you have a, a player, not a team, rather, if you have a player, a wide receiver that has been flashing and they're playing a weak offense. Good grief. I cannot talk. If they are playing <laughs> a weak defense, now's your time to take a shot and, and, and replace somebody that you drafted higher. So I think this is silly. I don't, I don't see a situation at any point in time. Like a, a bona fide stud is somebody that is. Wait, 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 wait. I just prefaced this by a top four round guy. You, you pick CEH before you go on. <laughs> You pick CEH round two, and you're benching him. So I don't think this is a dumb. No, dumb you, didn't let me, you didn't let me finish what I was saying. I think the whole the whole concept is silly. Like a bona fide stud is somebody that I think has proven it to you time and time again. Like the round that you draft them in doesn't matter. Like I, I'm trying to think of somebody at the top of my head. Like Brandon Cooks didn't draft a stud in the second round. Then. No, dude. Like you can miss on studs early on. It happened with us. It, your first four round picks. All right, so CEH last year should have been a stud. That's not a stud. He wasn't a good guy. Like I'm saying, like Brandon yeah. Cooks this year, you're not benching him. I, he's not. I mean, he should. He's a stud. I think we have. I think we have different different interpretations. I I just preface. I wanted to preface it top four picks. So yeah, I, I mean, I guess. I, I, I like. I can't imagine. Cooks I can't imagine a situation where like Christian McKay, uh Christian Michael goes up against. Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, it's Tampa Bay. I'm going to bench him. Christian like, McCaffrey. Oh, who did I say? Yeah, sorry. Christian McCaffrey. Christian Michael, the old Seattle Seahawks <laughs> running back. <laughs> uh, He's been out of the league for like six years, man. He, I, I mean, I just don't understand. No, you're, no. but You're I, never going to feel good about like there the, are the opportunity cost of that, that decision is so like the, the risk reward is so slim. Like, yeah, you could be right and call your shot. Matchup proof, though. Christian McCaffrey is one of them. You just got Terry McLaurin. He's one of them. I think DeAndre Hopkins is matchup proof. There's certain guys that that are, but I mean, it, it just comes down to what you'd consider a stud. Then, yeah, so, I'm curious, uh, like who would you bench? Like Zeke after Week One, you bench him? So, no. question: well, What about no Saquon? What about Saquon? Yeah, Saquon I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have started him last week. I did. I wouldn't have started him the first week either. I agree. Yeah, and, and in fact, I didn't read my notes properly. It, I, I wrote down, if you know they're going to be on a limited load, then I'd do my best to gauge the matchup based on the defense they're playing against. So if they're playing against the Lions, who obviously can't stop a nosebleed, I'd probably play Saquon Barkley. 
don't know. It's silly. To me. It really does depend on who you have. If it, as like somebody sitting on your bench, you're playing an yeah, eight-man league. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, right, you do. Want, you do uh, Juan. Um, so Juan's situation. He actually asked a question about Kittle. He's saying he's coming off a slow start. He's supposed to be one of those uh, elite tight ends, the, one of the first three that you take off the board that you're so excited about getting. Having a couple slow weeks. Like, what do you? What are our thoughts on it? And uh, for me personally, I mean, like tight end position is so thin. Like, you're you're more disappointed in Kittle for not doing what Kittle does. Is how I look at it. I, I mean, like. You're not going to start this guy. You're not going to start like you can a Gaseki or a, a Cook, you know, one of these other tight ends, and be like, oh, I'm benching, uh, I'm benching Kittle for him. You know, I, I think that Kittle is somebody that you're gonna you drafted him to be this guy. I mean, it sucks that he hasn't had the production, but there's so many options in the 49ers right now that he's going to get his. It's just you got to wait. Plus, it's only been two games. I think the first one, the Lions, like the first matchup was against the Lions. It was basically preseason four. They were up a ton and then just didn't need to throw the ball as often. Uh, second week, it was a really weird game script. And, I mean, unfortunately, Kittle just didn't get involved in that one. I, I think his games are going to come. I can't imagine you're going to bench Kittle for anybody else. And is there another tight end that you could pick up off of waivers right now in our league that you were like, yeah, I'm starting what with Kittle? What if you went with Tunyon? Tunyon, like later round, just for depth or to keep it play keep away because you thought he was going to be good. Would you swap Tunyon in right now? No. For Kittle? No. Okay. Would, Either would mean, I. Like, after week one, would I mean? Would you have said the same? Would you have asked me the same question? No, I mean I wouldn't have done it either. I, I just don't see don't the situation out there. Yeah, I just don't understand. I just don't see the situation where you're like, yeah, I'm I'm sorry, Kittle. I've had enough of you. I mean, give it a few more weeks. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe try and buy low on Kittle. Yeah, that's a good situation. That's a good qu- uh, point. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I had to say about Kittle. Uh, so, Let's see what else we got on uh, listener questions? Wrap, wrap it up on this last one. We talked about the Zeke situation already, uh, Frankie. That was his question. You know, what are, what are our predictions for Zeke and Pollard moving forward? I think we already touched one that. One. Pollard's the one one point six. <laughs> 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 yeah. Wanted to be real exact. Not not really a one point five is. So my buddy Mark, he actually had a good question, and I think it's uh, for any fantasy players that are you know somewhat new to fantasy or even just <clears throat> experienced people that aren't sure how to handle this situation. His question was, "What do you do with odd stacks? For example, like a QB and tight end, running back, wide receiver, uh, kicker, defense, all from the same team, or even wide receiver, wide receiver." Um, he ended up drafting a lot of teams, uh, a lot of players from the same teams in different positions, and he's wondering how you look at that or how do you feel about those situations. And I have a pretty specific way on how I feel, but I wanted to get your thoughts on that, Kenny, before I say anything. Um, you know, I think it's fun to have a stack. I think it's fun to have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, but it's just a burst of points at once. It, I don't think it's any difference than having a different quarterback uh, it's no different than having Tom Brady as your quarterback and Devontae Adams because they both had the same amount of touchdowns. So, I mean, it, it, it's just kind of cost opportunity in the draft or, or unless you can grab somebody that's doing well off waivers. I, I don't really get the fact that a stack is like a tactic, you know. I, I, may, maybe if you're, you're trying to just stack high-powered offenses, all Chiefs, all Packers, something like that, maybe that does make a little bit of sense, but – 
maybe um, I'm just an idiot. No, no, no. I, I, I get what you're trying to say. I think more so the question was geared towards like he's already drafted and this is the team that he has. So he didn't pay attention ah, to okay. the teams. He didn't pay attention to the teams as he was drafting. And so now he's got um, you know, an Aaron Rodgers and a Devontae Adams or an Aaron Rodgers and a Tanyan. Um running he has yeah all the all the points from their running back all the points from their wide receiver. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm no, trying no, to think I, like I, other I, options where it'll happen like Stefan Diggs and a Cole Beasley you know some I mean just yeah. odd situations where something like that happens um the, the points will come and it doesn't matter how you get them see I, I, th- I kind of just well I have a different opinion on it so like the QB if the only stack I'm willing to actually actively go after are the QB wide receivers and like even then you're right if you have a Tom Brady but like it, those the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers, the Pat Mahomes, Kyler Murray, uh, Josh Allen, like those are the top five, right? But after that, there's a significant drop off. So when you have a, a quarterback and a wide receiver get a touchdown at the same time, it is a big burst of points, and it is, um, it is super valuable. You know what I mean? Because like if they're both connecting on a high-powered offense. That's something that you do want. So I, those are the only that's the only stack that I'm really like, OK, that's that's beneficial to have. But I mean, like the running backs, even like if only if it's on a, a high powered or a, I'm sorry, a passing offense or a passing running back, you know, like your um, your Ecklers, you know, something of that nature. Mm-hmm. I would definitely go for that kind of a stack. But I mean, when it comes to like your QB and tight end, the, the tight ends aren't targeted enough unless unless their name is Kelsey or Gronk now. Um, yeah, I mean, like those in those situations, it's not going to hurt you, but it's not anything that I'm actively seeking out. And if it's on your, if you already have that team that that's set up, it's not a big deal. Start them both. You it's know, a happy really, little surprise if it, yeah. if the draft falls to you that way. The only the only way I think you hurt yourself is by starting both of the wide receivers, both of the running backs, you know, like, or a wide receiver tight end combo, something like that, because you're limiting how many touchdowns you can produce on that one on your team. If Stefan Diggs catches the touchdown, Cole Beasley can't. So you do and don't like stacks, just you like quarterback, wide receiver stack only. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Or, or just the one of you don't want the you don't want two of the same receiving options on the same team. Yeah, I think I, I think I would agree with that. I, I'd rather have quarterback, wide receiver, but I, I'm not going to drastically alter my team if I end up with a running back, wide receiver also because same with any team, either the running back gets it or wide receiver gets it or the rushing quarterback, you know. See, only one per only one person can score regardless, you know. I don't think you have to drastically alter your team, but if I have a CD Lamb and Amari Cooper on my team at the same time right now, That's are you running, me? You're rolling them out for the rest of the season, no big deal. Yeah, buddy. Okay. See, I would look at it as like that's trading out. That's like a trading Goldman right there. Both of those are high power or uh, high. They're high value names. Everybody's going to come after you for them. I mean, like you can get a. What do I say? A, a king's lion share or whatever. <laughs> a lion's king ransom. <laughs> you, can get, you can get a ton from just one of those names. And I would be looking to make that move so that I can pick up a... So, week one, they had like 25 and 32. No, that's awesome. I'm not saying that the, it doesn't work out, but you're on games like last week. How did it work out? You know, CD Lamb did well, pretty, but pretty Amari, bad. Cooper, Amari Cooper didn't. You know, so I mean, like, yeah. then you're, that offense didn't boom. Yeah, Tyreek Hill didn't do too well either. And I, and that's another good situation. It's going to happen. Bad. Yeah, I'm just saying you limit yourself. If that offense isn't on that game or that week, you literally just shot yourself in the foot by owning every piece of it. Yep. So, yeah, I, I'm, I would be looking to shop if you have two of the same. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I think that does it for today. Episode five, part two in the books. Cool. Good job, guys. Uh, tomorrow, we'll probably talk some waivers and 
uh, dive into some more analysis, man. Talk to you guys later. All right. Love you. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye.